We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or a grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. What's your, th- what's your thing about hating Tom Cleverly when when Holobus is not in? Um... I just and didn't. Dini, and Dini isn't in. Look, look at look at their lineup. It's horrible. Who else is going to do anything in the middle of the field? This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from RotoWire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, rankings, projections, and the best fantasy soccer stats around, please visit RotoWire.com/soccer. And now here are Andrew Laird and Jordan Cooper. Welcome back to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. I am Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of Rotowire.com. Joined, as always, on Monday with Jordan Cooper. By Jordan Cooper? Joined by? Yeah, Jordan Cooper. Jordan, how was your weekend? Uh, it was pretty good, even though uh, Sunday uh, didn't fade Kane, oh. but still didn't didn't do that badly. So how many? I, try, I tried for the eclipse. I tried for the, it's August, but it's yeah. a Sunday. So do they counter, do they cancel each other out uh, apparently but i mean he got he got a goal's worth of points so yeah he did get like, yeah 10 shots certainly helps at least he's not one of these low shot goal dependent forwards there's still some some floor it's not zero of course a lot of his points came into the last like five minutes of the game right right just firing away but how many slates did you play this weekend i just played the epl sunday uh, saturday and sunday oh. i also played the, the late slate on sunday I the told two you that game. might come you laughed at me. 
Well, no, but the main one was still a four-game yes, slate. They the main just one was did still two, two, two games. Yes. And the late slate was the smaller one. So, I mean, I can understand that. I see what they do with MLS. I mean, yeah. that, that, that does make sense. Uh, but I didn't play. I On the weekends, I never play the interleague slate. I rarely ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, I'm watching the games, and it's like I don't want to research league own teams at an hour before lock, before even, you know, I don't even know who's playing. Mm-hmm. And they're small enough contests, whatever. Occasionally, if I see like a, a, enough overlay or I'm like I'm so far behind or so far ahead in EPL where like I don't even want to sweat it anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other than that, uh, interleague I'll play uh, during the week when right. that's like the only slate of when the day. the only thing there, yeah. Right. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, it does seem like I don't want to say there's too many, but I'm amazed that there are people who play every slate. And it makes me think maybe they just never go outside. Well, I never go outside, and I still don't play every sleep. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> um, you had a lot more success on Saturday, cash wise, than I did. Um, I you put up a you put up a horrible score, though. I it was I, pretty I bad. A, I played a bunch of head-to-head people that had twenty points less than you, so oh, I darn. can't. Uh, that's why it's like I like, it wasn't horrible. Them. Yeah. Um, it seemed like the 78 and up was good enough for head-to-heads. No, no, lower. Lower in head-to-heads. But in, like, double-ups, I yeah, you double put ups, up a maybe. 72, you probably cash. It depends on if you're playing the 34-mans, high right. stakes versus low stakes. Obviously, the higher stakes you go, the higher score you're going to have to put up. Uh, but but even in, the, in like, the, the, the 25s, the 10s, the 25s, even the 11-mans, like, I think a 72, 73 mm-hmm. would have gotten you through. I mean, I got an 81 and a half and you had 65 and a half. Yeah. The 65 and a half cashed me as, as the minimum. Like, I was 25th in the double ups in the 50, was a 57 person double ups. And I was, uh, I think the 20 mans I tended to just miss. Like, it wasn't, you're right. I wasn't dead last. But. As long as you're in the bottom half, it doesn't really matter. Um, we both played Lukaku and Cash, just like it seems everyone did. Um, who were the guys that you had or that you were considering that either did or didn't pay off? Well, I mean, to just go over our lineups, I mean, we had less overlap this week comparable to the previous two. Yes. It was a 4v4. Yeah. Uh, so so my lineup was uh, De Gea and Goal, uh, Blind, and Cedric, the defender spots, uh, midfield spots were cleverly and Richie forwards, Lukaku, Richardson, Richarlson, whatever you want to call him. And the utility spot was Mata. Mm-hmm. So we, we, sh- we sh- basically shared the man United players and Richie. Right. Minus De Gea. I didn't have De Gea. Right. Um, yeah. So, um, I didn't feel like like I was looking at our teams and they didn't seem to be as like the gap in points didn't seem wide enough for me to lose by 16 points. But, you know, little nibble here, nibble there. Like, that's it. Like, um, obviously, the nine points between De Gea and I had Jonas Lossel, who, um, you know, to save clean sheet, your nine points. We kind of talked about him as he was the cheapest homekeeper, I believe. Um, but like I ended up playing Patrick Van Anholt, which infuriated me that I a considered it and B went through with it. 
Uh, you made fun of me. I did on the previous podcast. I did. It's two weeks in a row. I've done that. He, I made he's fun of playable. I and I you made fun of me, and I had to defend Patrick Van yeah. Rundholt going. I was just walking going, into that. That's all. Right. Well, so I, I could play it, him, right. <laughs> and I didn't. Right. I, like I'm like, and he ended up chalk. He was like, yeah. over fifty percent owned. And some in some cash games, eighty uh, percent owned, and I'm sitting there going, I don't feel comfortable. Like he has higher upside, but. Like, I'm not even comfortable playing Cedric, like, that week. Like, Blinn was the only option where it's like, okay, he's the obvious cash defender play. Man United heavily favored. He takes a fair share of set pieces. I'm good with that. Uh, and then building my lineups, like, you, you had Punchin in instead of Cleverly. You had you played Redmond in your second forward spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and obviously the, the goalkeeper difference. Uh, but I think that from what we could agree on was Richie for yeah. Newcastle. I mean, yeah, he did put up 21 points. Uh, was, I mean, a favorite team at home. Mm-hmm. With, Against a terrible defense. Right, and he has a monopoly of set pieces. Yep. There's no one else on that team that's that's taken corners or free kicks or anything. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> Van, the Van Anholt call, uh, not that I took him to block, but... I basically well, it turns, did. It turns out it turns out you were blocking. I the, when I saw when I saw everyone's lineup, I I and it was the, the first minute of the games. I was like, oh, maybe I should have taken uh, left a little on the table and taken Van Anholt. Had I known that he was going to be eighty percent owned, like yeah. I played him in GPP, like I had I had fifteen lineups and he was in like eight of them, but they're all GPP lineups. Uh, and Cedric was quite low owned. Mm-hmm. For what he was, but I'm like, I either the the Southampton fullbacks were were in play for me. It's like I know it. Like I've always said that my weakness sometimes is that I'm too conservative, mm-hmm. and that's where it shows. I mean, it turned they didn't put up much difference in points. No, well, that's like, kind of where I was going with that. Is uh, th- that was my decision, Van Onholt over Cedric, and um. I thought Van Onholt was going to be more popular in cash. Um, just, you know, home against a team that everybody thinks is going to get relegated versus Cedric on the road against, and again, Huddersfield could be relegated too, but they had been playing better. Uh, so I just figured more people would have Van Onholt. And so in cash, that made me feel like I had to go Van Onholt. But yeah, it was, it was a one and a quarter point difference by the end. Um, the punch in one, yeah, that's what that's. I'm lost on that. Yeah. I, I did. I did play punching in GPP, mm-hmm. but when I saw him in the lineup, it's like, okay, you're playing two Palace players now. That's exactly. Course, that's where I was course. like, as soon as yeah, lock but, happened, I was like, oh my god, I played two Palace guys. Yeah, but I also played two Watford guys. Um, that's true. That's true. I th- th- there was the really Watford no game. no consideration for cleverly for me, even with Olabas what? out. Like, why? The, because the four and a half that he got. Was was his ceiling to me? Yeah, but the game match flow changed when Burritos gets sent off. So you sure. can't go by the point total. Go by the formation and go by the situation at hand on Saturday. Okay, and and we talked about it on the previous podcast that uh, if you take a look at Watford when they the lineup came out, uh, you had Amrabat on one side, where Charleston on the other side, and Gray in the middle. Mm-hmm. Not Gray and Dini. Because Deeney will play behind Gray, which means Cleverly has to be pushed back further. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be less active on the ball. You take a look at the the 11 that Watford put out. It's like, okay, Cleverly is going to have the chance of being more active at home as a favorite. 
as well as you look at the line and who else has taken set pieces. Mm-hmm. Gotta be cleverly, even if they only get two or three. What it's, it's it, I don't. There's no doubt in my mind that he's going to be the one taking it. Now, if I'm pl- I'm I'm I did the same thing as you. I'm like I'm playing two Watford players in cash, uh, but Richarlison. Now the same reason why you play Redmond. There's, Redmond is on the road though. It's the same type. I think Richarlison is a better player, but. Uh, the, a, a guy that takes people on. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it's not completely goal-dependent, but for the price in the 5K range, if, if he gets you five, six points in the forward spot, it's better than taking, you know, you know a goal-dependent guy that could get two points mm-hmm. type of thing. So I, under, I understand Redmond, but Redmond's on the road to Huddersfield while Watford's at home. Mm-hmm. And Cleverly is over... A, a thousand cheaper than punching and crystal palace uh looking at their lineup like uh, who's who's taking set pieces it could be townsend could be van anholt could be punching could be i mean DeBoer could come on and take them uh <laughs> it, 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 it could and there's so much more uncertainty palace looks horrible watford is not like a great team but it's like i take a look at that it's like who am i more comfortable i'm paying one uh, k less for a guy that I know what his role is, and if he only gives me four and a half points at thirty three hundred, so be it. And that's the way it is. Punching at forty six, I'm like, like that's a GPP play for them because you go down from punching to cleverly, you go up from Lossel to De Gea, and and I still win, but you're closer. Yeah, I'm cashing everywhere else. Right. Um, I looked at it as Van Anholt and Punchin splitting set pieces. Like I didn't, I don't think Townsend so you, so, is even. So, so, well, hold on, hold on, Andrew. So you're basically saying that you are relying on you want to have all of Palace's set pieces, all of Palace. We're, we're not talking about like like Man United splitting corners. Yeah. It's like home against like... Swansea. I did, I did. Okay, <laughs> that's exactly what I wanted. Yeah, um, but you didn't have Townsend either. I didn't think Townsend would take any. He hasn't taken a single one with De Boer. In the preseason, nothing. I just think putting all your eggs in, in the Palace basket versus a cheaper Watford basket, I just... Uh... But the, uh, I mean, goalkeeper, you're right. That's probably where... But, like, I didn't see myself upgrading anywhere else. I max spent on defense. I had Lukaku. None of the other forwards I wanted in cash. I had the three um, United guys. Like, I, where did like where else was I the thousand dollar difference between Punchin and Cleverly? I didn't feel like gave me that much. Like I thought De Gea it gave, could have it would easily give you had. De Gea. It but, would give you De Gea. But De Gea could have certainly had no saves. Like you, nobody would have been surprised if he finished on ten points instead of eighteen. Okay, but like it going into Saturday, like were, would you feel more comfortable with guaranteeing yourself a floor with Lossel against Southampton? Mm-hmm. Or Man United at home. Well, obviously, Leicester. it looks like. Well, but that's the point that I'm making. I'm, the United point that now. I'm making is that that uh, the combination, like I look at Cleverly and De Gea and go, that's the cons- that's conservative. I, I'm locking in the win for the De Gea. I mm-hmm. think they're going to win. Fine, yeah. he gets up some cheap, you know, Okazaki goal or something like that. Fine, but I'm like, I'm most, I have the money to spend. But the the difference between cleverly and punching to me is like nothing. Like it's practically the same. I'm picking the same guy. Mm-hmm. And that in your situation, uh, I would I think you should have gone cleverly and De Gea if you're taking Van Anhalt. So you're not taking two Palace players. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I mean, the, the two Palace players were definitely... Right, but look what happened. You've got Palace craps the bed, and mm-hmm. your cash lineup goes down in flames. You could do that in GPP. But I look and I go, I go, because uh, to me, I did slightly the same thing with uh, Watford, but I knew Richarlison was going to be decently owned as the second forward compared to uh, someone like Redmond, mm-hmm. which is not is not bad. But still, now you're now you're taking Redmond and uh, uh, possibly like I can understand if you play Van Enholt and Red, like you're not taking two Southampton players. You're not taking two Palace players. Watford was just cheaper. Like mm-hmm. Clever was that much cheaper that allowed me to then just get whoever I wanted, uh, as well as Lukaku, which, by the way, although we put up four points, did not hurt you in cash. No, no, because everybody had him. I mean, the way I could have had the two Southampton guys, like with Van, with uh, Cedric instead of Van Anholt. And Redmond, um, I got caught up in recent stats that I saw of Redmond. Like, I think he was leading. He had a bunch of chances created. He took a corner last week. He had, he's been shooting decently. And I felt like if they were having, I don't think he was necessarily going to score the goal, but it seemed like he had just as much of a chance of being involved as Tadic in this game. Yeah. But that, but you're playing Lawson. Right. right. Again, I, I thought it was more of a peripheral play anyway, but I thought he the separately the things he could do could get me enough points to pay up to pay that off whatever it was five fifty five hundred compared to Richarlison for six hundred plus I didn't think Richarlison would have as good as a game as he did like nothing that he did in that game like drawing six fouls after drawing one the game before like um who uh, Albert Vartanen brought it up uh, on Twitter this weekend like are we overlooking fouls drawn. Uh, when it comes to player value, and it's like fouls drawn are just so unreliable that it's you you can't you can't rely on them. Well, they're not completely unreliable. They're they're just they're just not as reliable as we're used to with crossing. Sure, sure, but but even I, I think we get we see cumulative fouls drawn and like oh there it is like uh, the example no, I foul, had well, was well, that Eden Hazard drew more than four fouls like six times last year, but like he draws a ton of fouls, but like the, the foul upside is like four for most players that we it's think a little, it's a little floor, a but right. it's a little floor. Like when I take a look at the three Liverpool forwards, it's like, I like Mane more because he takes people on. Mm-hmm. That's why when I said with Redmond, it's like, okay, that's not horrible as a cash play because he always takes people on or Charleston takes people on. You mm-hmm. want to take, if you're going to take a somewhat goal dependent guy, when you take people on, you're going to get, Foul. I mean, yeah. Martial, same thing. Yep. You take you you see him with two crosses, but he has three fouls drawn. Now, that's not something you could rely on week in and week out. But when you're you're, you're you know looking at the bottom of the player pool and going going, you have no you know, especially in the forward spot. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, like I'm I'm going to take the guy that's going to get the ball and take people on. And if you look at Watford's lineup without Deeney in. Mm-hmm. It's going to involve more. Amrabat wasn't a question for me because he'll come off at 60 minutes no matter what. Yeah. Even with burritos get it, not getting sent off. Uh, I mean, it's a GPP flyer play. But I'm like, Richarlison is going to – Amrabat coming coming off? Like, he's going to play the 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. He's going to be on the wing. They have no other playmaker. I mean, other than what? Tom Cleverly. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, so to me, it's like, okay, most of the attack is going to go on that side, especially with Femini on that side. Kabasikas Holopas – is out on the other side, so I'm like, okay, give me six points for Charleston. 
Right. Like I could, I could, I could rely on that. Same thing with cleverly. So the thirty-three hundred, give, give me five points. That's perfectly fine because I'm paying up for Lukaku, right? I got two other Man United players. I'm paying up for the goalkeeper and the defenders. I mean, to me, this is safety rather than then look at your lineup where you got two Palace guys. You don't know what's going to happen in that. You know how they play because it's a new manager. I mean, if it was Al, if it was an Allardyce Palace, yeah, a little bit more of a case. Mm-hmm. And then you take a look and you're playing Redmond against your goalkeeper. Uh, which in cash is not necessarily uh, the wrong, wrong play, but there's so many other goalkeepers to take. Like why take one? I mean, it's, you don't want to make it where, especially Redmond, who while you claim that has a higher floor than what, than just being goal dependent. But if he gets an assist, like well, Lossell's clean sheet is broken. Yeah. Like you're betting again. There's enough goal. It's not a two game slate. It's not a three game slate. And it's not one of those slates where, uh, and let and where you need to take like the lowest of the low, so you could fit in like Neymar and Messi into the same lineup, type of thing. So you don't mind your goalkeeper getting you know eleven tried for eleven saves and gives up six goals in the you know one of those types of things. Uh, that it's just like the correlation in your lineup, like you were banking too much on specific things to happen of Palace being good, uh, Redmond being good without scoring a goal or an assist. Because mm-hmm. you don't want the against Lossel when you could have been more conservative and had put up a higher score by just going, I'm going to pay. Hey, I'm going to live and die by De Gea. And so be it. And that, yeah. and if I have the, the difference between punching and cleverly, when you already have Van Anholt in, mm-hmm. if you're going to not play Van Anholt, and let's say you went down from Lossel to whatever the next goalkeeper was, and then you played Cedric or Bertrand. I could have right? played him anyway. Well, okay, so there you go. You could yeah. have you could have went up to to me to me that I I'd much rather rely on Cedric and Van Anhalt. Right, right, yeah. but because Van Anhalt, you don't know what you're going to get. It's a new system. It, I mean, they're they're playing horribly. They're trying to make them. You know, Deport's trying to make them do things that they're not. You know, it's Allardyce's players in some type of. They're trying to be like European continental football style, which they're not. Uh, and I just it didn't seem like in cash to put all your eggs, enough of your salary eggs, mm-hmm. at the palace when you had the option of kind of hedging between multiple teams. Mm. I think the punch in pick was much more of a mistake than Van Anholt. Yeah, no, I agree. No, no. If I would have known that Van Anholt was going to be that owned in cash, I would have played it. Yeah. What was dumb Even is that getting I... the three points just to block. Right. What was dumber? He only played forty-five too. That's that was the real kick in the junk too. Um, but part of my reason for taking Van Anholt was because I thought he would be highly owned. I thought the same thing about Richarlison and didn't play him because, and I have no answer for that. Okay, so there you go. That was the. But you knew cleverly wasn't going to be high owned. Even I, I knew that. I did. I think he'd be decently enough owned, but not to the point where you, you're never blocking with cleverly. Right. Like, you know, like yeah, if he I didn't puts up a big that, game. Yeah. Right. Richie, you could consider, I mean, uh, like we say when it comes to DFS cash, is like you you almost want the ownership to be high. Yeah. On the players that you take because you don't want the sh- you don't want a big bulk of sharp players. Like if you didn't have Richie, you, you it's very it was very hard to do well in cash. Yep. Unless you got lucky with a goal dependent player. Yep. 
that Richie was going to be high owned for his price on a favored home Newcastle team. Right. And a lot of and people went Moy and Moy did put up 10 points. Not horrible for a 6500 salary, but fitting in Richie and Moy and Lukaku, you couldn't fu- you you yeah. would have to punt somewhere You're defenders. That, right. And it turns out by the way, although you made fun of me uh, and I did agree with you, uh out of all the defenders that we talked about, Kiko Feminia was the best. One. <laughs> Uh, I almost played him. Uh, I played him in GPP. Why not? Yeah, I almost played him in cash. I was I was ready to play him in cash over cleverly. I just didn't. The thing is, like, um, because what's your, what's your thing about hating Tom cleverly when when Holobus is not in? Um, I just didn't. And Deanie, and Deanie isn't in. Look, look at look at their lineup. It's horrible. Who else is going to do anything in the middle of the field? Well, that's that's a thought. I didn't think they would do anything. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I appreciate that like it makes sense to pay thirty three hundred for five points, but like I looked at I think cleverly has an incredibly tight ceiling floor range, and to pay that for five points with the upside of six, it made more sense to me to think that maybe Palace would put a few on Swansea and Punchin would be involved, thinking if they don't, he's still good for three or four points. But I guess Which I overpaid would. for that. Yeah. Which you right. He right. overpaid for two point seven five points. Right. Um, With the yellow card at the, the yellow, end, yeah, just, the, just as a little, you know, right, a little slap me on the ass on the way out. Yeah. Um, but obviously, the red card threw everything off for Watford, and yet Richarlison still was great. Right. Made value. Yeah. But I just like the six fouls drawn is something that I think people are like. Well, he draws a lot of fouls, and it's like he does. But most days he's going to get two. Like, Chaloba drew five fouls after not drawing any in the first two games. And it's like, sure, there's the upside there, but, like, he's probably not going to get them. And also de- depends on the matchup. I mean, when Watford's away to Man City, it's well, not sure. like you look at Richarlison and you have to play. <laughs> Mike might. Um, where was I going for that? So it didn't seem like we had any goalkeeper blowups. It was such a weird slate. Like, there just wasn't... It was a weird slate because everything went according to plan? Right. Kind of, sort of. I mean, in the sense of, like, take a look at... I got 81.5 points. And I had zero goals in my lineup. Wow. Five games. I mean, there's only seven goals in five games. Yeah. I mean, it was a low-scoring goal-wise slate. But, I mean, when it comes to a cash strategy in DFS, the, the whole point is to not... Yeah, you don't, like you don't lie on goals, right? right. So the, in the in the Slack chat, everyone kind of knows me as like the less goals that get scored, that means I must be doing well because yeah. like I go like so much towards peripherals. The fact that I even play Lukaku in cash, like you go back a year, I would have said, "Nope, goal dependent forward, got to play like uh, Martial, Mkhitaryan type of combination or whatever." But uh, when you play higher up in stakes, protecting yourself from uh, the high upside players in cash with high goal scoring odds mm-hmm. becomes more important. Right now. I mean, you could do that in lower stakes also, but to me, like, like I said, like Lukaku getting four points with, with the, with a missed penalty. Yep. Uh, a saved penalty. I mean, it was a good save. It wasn't yep. like Kaku screwed it up. Uh, that when, when someone's going to be 60, 70% owned, like, 
if he if he put up zero points, whatever his score is, won't hurt you as long as you get all your other spots right. Sure. Like if you're if you're a sharp player, and it's like I played Richie, I played Richarlison, I played the right goalkeeper, Blind. You know, like you get out all that together, like you're gonna beat people that uh, played Lukaku and then crappy play like. They, they went the wrong way certain places mm-hmm. uh, and Lukaku. But when Lukaku puts up with he has the upside two or three goals, like someone could have Lukaku and a bunch of garbage and still beat you. Sure. Even if you got all the other spots right and you don't have Lukaku. So it's like the 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 downside of not having Lukaku is more important than the upside. Now, with that being the late game, you also I you leave yourself with that option. I had four spots going into the late game, the goalkeeper spot, a defender spot, a utility spot and a forward spot. Mm -hmm. If for whatever happened in the early games where I went, you know, you know, Swansea scores five or, you know, like weird stuff happens. I didn't have Townsend. He scores a brace. I could, I could sit there going, well, I see all these people, my double ups with, you know, two spots open, a defender spot and a forward spot. I'm like, well, that's Blinden Lukaku, but I'm down 22 points. So like, I got to go Valencia, Martial, Mkhitaryan, you know, to to pivot because I don't want the highest on guy because I'm never going to gain any ground that way. It gives yourself the option for that. But heading into, into the, the late game, you know, I had Richie. I had uh, I, I I got enough points. I got a couple of cleverly points, and I looked at the double ups and said, "I'm just going to stick with Luca." I I wouldn't get excited if he scored. It didn't. I mean, because right, I didn't matter. Him. Right. I well, I faded because I also have GPP lineups where I faded him. Yep. As well as ones where I took him. So it's like I'm not getting anything in cash. I mean, I'm already over the cash line going into the Man United game. So it's like as long as De Gea gets his win and. Lynn gets a you know eight points and Lukaku is there and Mata gets a handful. I'll take five or six. Like I'm good. I, I my cash line. I head to heads. I'm all good. Whatever. Leave it at that. Rather than switch and go. Well, I got to take Martial and Mkhitaryan because they're so supposedly less goal dependent than Lukaku. And then while Lukaku makes that penalty and I lose. Right. Of the seven goals that happened on Saturday, not including the Man City game, three were also from substitutes, which just made it even less of right. a. No, so, so basically, goal only fest. four goals. Four goals right. by potentially rostered players. Right. And I had Joe Zalou in, in GPP. Mm-hmm. Right. I almost played him instead of Richarlison and. In cash, I thought about it. Why would you ever play Joe Zalou in cash? Because uh, he'd taken a decent number of shots. Like I thought he had. Yeah, like... You fell into the Redmond trap of you. You have Andrew. You got to stop looking at stats. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I love stats. That's all I do. But you have to look over the long period of time. Like you sure, don't look the last two games. Two course. game sample size. It was actually only crap. One. It was one game off the bench. Okay. No less. <laughs> it was right. even smaller than that. <laughs> Giving more credit. Um. Look at what we did at the end of last season. We played in, in Yang on Watford, and it was the same type of role. Yeah, and we know we know what Redmond does. Fine, mm-hmm. it, I I'm I'm not scolding you for the for the Redmond pick because he's the same similar type of player. But don't but don't use the excuse of well, I looked at the stats. Just say uh, I had to choose between Richarlison and Redmond, and you think Southampton's a better team. Mm-hmm. But the only thing that I would say to that is that then why are you playing Glossal and Keeper on the same right. line? No, that that's fair as well. 
Um, did you consider Tomer Hamed at all at 3,100 leading the line for Brighton at whoever they played, Watford? Uh, no. I didn't <laughs> consider any Bright Brighton players. Well, Knockhart's really the one I was thinking of because we talked last week about how if he starts, he was going to be on set pieces, and he started. And he didn't take any. The, the and, Gross took all. Right. Um, yeah, Gross had a huge like, – Gross had the game everybody thought he would have when Knockhart wasn't there. Knockhart comes back, and he sends in 15 crosses. Right. Which obviously some of that – or most of that was game – I mean, once they you go down to 10 men, then obviously Brighton could attack more. Like right. I think the people are going to be thrown off. Solomon March had eight crosses. I didn't even know that guy existed until two weeks ago. Three shots, eight crosses, and now everyone's like, well, he had that one good game against Watford, and everybody will ignore that it was against 10 men. And then I saw also saw some people fall into the no James Ward uh, prowse, so let me take Toddich. Let me track. take Toddich, yeah. Right, two points. Oof. Well, Huddersfield took it to Southampton. Yeah, it's they did. Like, they did. Like Huddersfield didn't bunker. They just said, no, we're, we're going to attack. Yeah. Because Southampton, Southampton's typically a possessive team, and they'll control the flow of play. And that first half, they, Huddersfield just ran them over. Mm-hmm. And that's why I thought going into the next half, like Southampton will turn it around and we'll see, you know, five crosses from each of their fullbacks. Right. And that didn't happen nope. either. Nope. Um, Huddersfield sent in 32 crosses in that game and Southampton sent in eight. Like who would have looked at that and thought, yeah, that'll happen. I mean, like Moy sent in eight crosses and he only took one corner. So where were these coming from? For free kicks? Uh, I don't think so. Or he just happened to be in positions where he's deep crossing? Or okay, Tom Ince had five. He took three corners. I mean, okay, but I mean, he plays as a wing, so I I can understand. Yeah, that makes. Everyone thinks that Moy has a monopoly, but he really doesn't because Ince takes takes on that on the other side more than half the time. Right, right, Um, and he does very little. In open play. Moy. Oh, wait, it was free kick crosses. This is something we actually have on rotowire.com slash soccer. Free kick cross. Three of them for Moy. So he had one crossed corner, three um, free kick crosses, and five open play crosses. And and you could see all that in the stats with a Rotowire subscription? You can. You okay. can. And you also get access to the Slack chat. The which Slack was, chat, yes. Which, which uh, was uh, very active, especially, you know, during the games where uh, with no goals getting scored, we're just like <laughs> twiddling our thumbs going, wow, this is boring. This slate really does suck. <laughs> yeah, we all it, – it's funny because the, the Slack chat gets very – obviously gets very active while games are going on. And uh, the best example was last Wednesday with an MLS slate. There was a ton of action and – Everybody was chiming in. And then we finally get like our first big Premier League slate. And yeah, it's just crickets. Not that people weren't participating, but like there was like, okay, anything going to happen now? And then nothing happened. <laughs> well, it's also before. It's like, you know, when once, uh, you know, 830, 9 o'clock Eastern comes around, you know, people get into the chat. I mean, we I mean, we have tons of activity. Yes. Uh, like who's going to start where and what's the formation? It's listed this way. But is it really going to play that mm-hmm. way? Uh, and then obviously throughout the course of that, I mean, we talk about, you know, we've been talking about the transfer rumors in there. I mean, since, you know, this was just announced, uh, you know, on Thursday, uh, it's a pretty active, pretty active community. Yeah, it's been very nice. We're 
just around 60 people now, not, and there's obviously a few people who are there just to watch, which is kind of, I kind of described it as Twitter is, you could be like Twitter like that, you know, you can be, feel free to just kind of watch and see what everybody's talking about, or you can participate as much as you want. But yeah, it's available for all Rotowire subscribers. If anyone's interested, just, you can either DM me on Twitter at Rotowire Andrew. You can do it to the Rotowire Soccer Twitter account as well. You can also just email me, Andrew at Rotowire.com. We have separate daily and season-long ones. So there was some season-long chatter uh, about FPL, and I was going to start complaining about my FMLS team, but didn't get around to it because I was too angry about it. But yeah, like I said, it's open to all subscribers, so we, uh, we'd love to have you, and uh, you can talk about Richarlison over Nathan Redmond. Ah, so dumb. Yeah, but I I don't consider that was the dumb move. Well, the only reason the punching move was the punching was the dumb one. Yeah, the it was more because like I I I picked Van Anholt to block. Okay, which is fine. Well, no, 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 but I had that's the reason. I I agree with you there. I had the same. I had the same thought about Richarlison as the problem. Like I if I I thought he was the obvious second forward. Right, and yet I. Right, but I didn't. Like that's, the, I thought that that was more of a mistake. You would have saved six hundred there, right? You could have gone up from Lossell to a better goalkeeper. Uh, yeah, five thousand. I don't even know who. But like, there was no goalkeeper that was that great this week. Like, I'm not sure I lost out on Fabianski. Was he decent? He must have been with. Yeah, no, Fabianski was fine. He's the clean sheet win. Yeah, but I wasn't going to take him if I had punching and. Right, well, that's that why you go from punching right. cleverly, and then you go to De Gea, and there you go, and we practically have the same lineup. Simple right, I would have beat, I would have beaten you by like one, one and a half the points that Van Anholt couldn't get in the second half because he didn't play. Right, and that would have been it, and then we would have been sitting here with like a one v one, going, you know, okay, cash strategy is easy. Oh, Van Anholt getting pulled, not that I didn't consider it at all, but I was like, if somebody's getting pulled, it's Townsend. Like Townsend's the one who gets pulled. Not when they're down. I thought they'd be up. Right. Well, that's uh, that. that I, was, I meant before the game. Before the game, I was like Townsend. Yeah. Right. I think your mistake doesn't start with punching or uh, Van Anholt. I think your mistake st- started with Crystal Palace or a good team. Uh, it was much more that Swansea are not a good team, which is something which is counter to what I've said previously. Yeah, but Swansea stupid. aren't aren't that bad of a team defensively. They, yes. they couldn't score, but you figure Swansea going away are going to play more defensively. Right, and allow Van Anholt and Punchin to just whip them in. Yeah, but Palace is horrible. Apparently. They can't, they can't even do that. Apparently. But they're not whipping. See, see the thing? It's not the Allardyce. I know, I know. I know. This, is a, this is a DeBoer manager. This is, well, I thought it was more, more corner than anything else. And if those guys are the ones taking, if they're splitting 12 corners, great. I'm good. That's better than Cleverly's four. Well, you're really stringing a lot of long shots together. I'm trying to. <laughs> I'm trying to. God. Um, and Sunday you faded Kane. I didn't play Sunday. I was out watching. No, the no, no I didn't Saturday. fade Kane. I played Kane. Oh, that's right. That's right. Right. Like I said on the podcast, I, right. uh, when I, if I had to pick uh, all these people, uh, who's going to score a goal? It's like Tottenham against Burnley. Like I'll take Kane and try to decide because uh, because the question was uh what liverpool forward do you take right and the answer apparently was all of them yeah which you can't do 
Well, I mean, you can if you think Arsenal are a championship side, which no, apparently no, no. that's how I they meant, played like. I mean, you couldn't, you can't salary cap wise get get them all. Oh, you could if you punted. Yeah, I suppose. Right, but I mean, even if you took two of, I mean, any two, right, any two would have been, been fine. Would have, I mean, Salah was the best one out of the bunch, but I mean, if you took Salah for, if you took any of the two, it would have been better than taking Kane and Erickson, which is what I did. Right. Which you, wasn't the which what which, which uh, let me say the thinking behind it uh, is not necessarily the poor move. Kane and Erickson. Yeah, taking them oh, together. Yeah, of course. In a minus four fifty favorite yeah. situation, rather than guess on what's going to happen in the Liverpool Arsenal game, regardless if that game has the highest total. Because mm-hmm. I look at that and I go, go. The only guy I take I took in cash was Gomez. Yep, because I mean a cheap fullback, it gives me the option of going wherever the wherever I want. Uh, but then it's like, let me take Davis, let me take Kane, let me take Everson. These are defined roles. Yep, I know what they're gonna do. They didn't put up horrible scores. Not they didn't make value for 10k prices. Right. Uh, but like then decide whether or not it's gonna be Mane or Firmino or Salah or you know play Moreno. Even though for 4500, I mean I played him in GPP. Uh, I mean, I got enough point. Like, I didn't do poorly even by having no Liverpool forwards in in my in my lineups. I mean, I had a couple of GPP lineups with with Mane in it. Uh, but I mean, I played a lot of the Liverpool. Like, I played a lot of lineups that had Gomez and Marino hmm. and Matip. I even had one lineup with all three of them because I wasn't playing any Arsenal. I was playing Xhaka. Right. Like, I was playing a guy that I'm not looking for goal anything. So it's like Liverpool, it's going to be like a 2-1 game or something like that. Uh, and Liverpool, you know, play up the wings. I mean, and let me just take the cheaper fullbacks rather than go with, what, Bellerin or something? Or go with like a Burnley guy? And then, then in cash, which I saw so many people not do, uh, which this is the reason why I was able to uh, cash with no Liverpool forwards, is... Uh, uh, Brunt, who put up 12, 13 points for what everyone looked at the West Brom Stoke game going, this is the boring game. Yep. Like, no, no, no. The, here's the rule when it comes to West Brom. We'll always remember this rule. Uh, when they're actually favored at home, you don't take any of them because they, they don't live up to their to their potential. I, the, obviously, I'm, I'm using this as anecdotal evidence. I'm just, this is a joke. <laughs> Uh, whenever you look at a West Brom game and go, I don't think anyone's scoring in this game, that's when there's 7,000 crosses, <laughs> right? No one's going to score, but Phillips put up a decent score. Yep. Brunt put up a – I had Neom. Neom got the assist. He also got a ton of tackles. He got 15 whatever mm-hmm. points. And then you have – and then the other thing when it comes to West Brom, uh, the, the, the rules of West – the West Brom rules uh, is that uh, Ben Foster – uh, in a pickup game, uh, has a floor of zero and a ceiling of two. <laughs> because what ends up happening in a game where you're not sure where any of the goals f- comes from is that Foss, that he's not going to get many saves, and he's going to give up a goal at some point to ruin the win and the clean sheet. So now you're sitting there with zero. So I had I had Foster in uh, in in my, my cash lineup with a zero. Uh no Liverpool forwards, yet I still cash. Do you know who took corners for Liverpool? Uh, Henderson, mm-hmm. uh, Wijnaldum. That's it. Right, and, you know and who Salah. Took them? 
And Salah took a free kick. I mean, he was there. Like, he was part of the corner team. Yeah. And do you know who took him for Arsenal? They had three of them. Amazing. Oh, I didn't, even know, I didn't even notice that they even got earned three of them. Yeah, apparently. It was probably in the yeah. 90th minute. Two yeah. for Ozil and one for Alexis. Okay. So I think Xhaka's done. Right. But, I mean, Ozil is part of, like, it's, it's Xhaka and Ozil. Like, they're both on the corner. You have to look at the two guys. The guy that's going to be short... And the guy that's over the ball, because yeah. typically they they share on both sides. Like that's sometimes where you can, if you want to get a guess on who may be on corners, that's something like let me go back to and actually watch, and see who's there on the left side, and then you could see who possibly. I mean, some depending on who's in. Like once 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 yeah, uh, all the Liverpool players start coming out, it's like who's going to take corners, right? And it's like it's basically it's whoever's nearest to the ball. Because they're up by three or four goals, so it's not like they're really gonna like. What did I don't think Wijnaldum crossed it in. He just right short it, just I mean, yeah just right, to get just, the ball in right. Um yeah, and apparently for Tottenham, everyone takes corners. Yeah, four people took corners, which is starting to make me worry about Christian Eriksen. And Christian Eriksen is going to turn into Diego Valeri in MLS. But he doesn't score as much. He's not on penalties. He's uh. he's the same type of player. It's going to be like a nine, ten k player that occasionally takes free. You know, but I yeah. think Eric takes the direct free kicks at least. Yeah, yes. right. And Valeri does for Portland. But it's yeah. one of those situations where you're paying up like almost ten k for a guy that that seems like he should have a floor, but really doesn't. Exactly. I don't think he's but quite there I, yet. But still, in comparison to Ericsson or Kane, who you're more comfortable in cash, it's always Ericsson. right? Unless you need a, unless there's like a forward spot is so horrible that it's like I'd just rather have Kane, right? Especially on Sunday slates where you may only see two or three game slates, where it's like you look and you you don't even get a Richarlison, you don't even get a Redmond. It's <laughs> like you get a Josalu, and you're like I'm not comfortable with a Lukaku Josalu lineup, or I'm not comfortable with a with a like Lester's play, so you get like the MF Mares. Mm-hmm. So you're like, oh, okay, Mares, and then Mares Josalu. With Tottenham playing, it's like Mares Josalu Erickson. It's like, no, I just rather just go Mares Kane, yep. and not even have Erickson, and then play Davis. I was gonna say, if you have Davis, I think that's enough of a hedge usually. Right, right. like you play Davis Kane, something you know. Right. It really depends on the slate. With right. Tottenham, I mean, uh, I mean, they're gonna be. They're not going to be playing on Sunday as much. It's going to be Arsenal that plays on Sunday. Arsenal and Everton. Should right, because be it's a Thursday Europa's. Europa's. Right. right. So well, like, Spurs it, will be there soon enough. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so basically it's going to be this this season, at least for the first half, is going to be do you fade an Arsenal forward, which based on how they're playing, probably the answer is yes. Yeah. Uh, and then whether or not you fade. Uh, basically on Sundays it's plug in Gilfie Sigurdsson and then move on. I'm going to um, make the prediction that the always fade Kane on Sunday is going to turn into always take Rooney on Sunday. I think Rooney is going to screw us every Sunday they play. Okay, so it's going to be one of a fade Rooney and lose. Right. Even though you take Sigurdsson. Right. Who gets, he'll get, you know, he'll get he'll his. put up his 50 points, right? right? Rooney will have two header goals. Yep. Everton versus, Maybe a penalty. you know, 
right? A penalty, something, right? It'll be Everton versus a garbage team, Palace, right? Yep. You know, also Everton will score three goals, and then it, it's, uh, you know, you don't get the cheap Calvert Lewin or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's like I'm gonna take Sigurdsson, and then you really can't take anyone else on Everton. Yep. You maybe take a cheap Holgate, and then Rooney scores two goals. Yeah, that's it. Right. Okay. So that's that's the new version. It's mm-hmm. it's Rooney Sunday. Can't wait. Uh, we have an international break now, so we'll have some um, World Cup qualifier coverage on our site. It will not be as plentiful as our Premier League one, but our Thursday podcast this week is going to be an Ask the Shark, which is getting Jordan further and further away from ever writing for Rotowire again, which is really his plan. Um, but if anybody has any questions uh, that have come up that you want to us to want us to expand a little more that we can't either through the Slack chat or even more condensed on Twitter. Feel free to send that over to Jordan at Blender HD or to me at Rotowire Andrew on Twitter. That's probably the easiest way to get to us. And well, if there's long form questions, just email you Andrew at rotowire.com. Uh, and this is it's not just soccer, but just daily fantasy in general. Mm-hmm. I still have a couple of questions from the old queue uh, that I never wrote about or anything, mm-hmm. but just, Basically, it could be DFS soccer, DFS in general, you know, any, anything, anything, anything you want. I mean, it's like an AMA, whatever, that we could discuss in much more detail than even I can in uh, an article. I mean, that's the main reason, Andrew, I don't like to write is that like 800 words, like I could talk an hour about a specific subject. And I think it's easier to explain as shown by, you know, podcasts that we've done mm-hmm. where it's not been slate specific that you know people like them because it's an hour-long discussion about one thing rather than 800 words and i'm like i have to make this sentence like i have to condense everything so you understand what i mean by this when it's easier to like i'm not going to write three thousand words yeah like i'm not i'm not jd <laughs> for an mls slate that is two hours okay okay <laughs> Oh, poor JD. Uh, anyway, thank you for all of that. And um, like I said, you can find us on Twitter. Jordan is at BlenderHD. I am at Rotowire Andrew. If anyone is intrigued uh, by the stats that we were discussing and want to try us out, you can go to rotowire.com slash soccer trial, and that can get you a 10-day free trial to the site. Uh, that um, will allow you to get access to all the stats that we have um, and if that is enough to get you subscribed, that is wonderful. If not, then the Slack chat is also available for full subscribers. That um, is a great second resource um, for, you know, even this World Cup coverage that was, uh, excuse me, World Cup qualifiers that's coming up. There'll be a ton of conversations about that that can help you figure out who is going to set take set pieces for Gibraltar, for example. So I uh, hope you guys will, if you're not already a subscriber, come join us, and we'll uh, see you in the Slack chat. So, Jordan, I'll talk to you later this week. Sure. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer.